Ceiling God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. On the 19th of January, 2019, we received a visitation from the Lord Jesus Christ and lasted for about two hours. But the basic word that he spoke from the Lord himself was, Seal my people by my word. As I am sending the angel from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. Now, there was much more added to that in the nations of the world, etc., in the blood. But that's the basic. So, during the podcast, we have done our best to obey that. And the ones that know, the signs of the time know that we're in the last of the last days. But by sealing the people of God, lets us know that we're in the time of birth pains, sorrows. Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. These are the beginning of sorrows, beginning of birth pains. It's not the end of the thing. It's not the rapture. It is the beginning of birth pains. In Revelation 12, there's a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with a sun, mooned under her feet and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. That woman is not Israel. Because we we look at the end of the chapter, and it said that the old dragon, the serpent, the scorpion, the devil, went to make war with the woman and the remnant of her seed. That's a remnant, a residue left over that keeps the commandments of God. Now, that's the body of Christ that keeps the commandments of God. It's not national Israel. It's the church. Now, after the fullness of Gentiles have come in and that last one is saved, then God is going to turn full attention to the nation of Israel and will be saved in one day. Not in the church, but in the millennial reign, as promised, as spoken by Paul in Romans 9, 10, and 11. All Israel will be saved. National Israel will go into a millennial. Those that are Friday and give glory to God will not die. They call upon the name of the Lord, They'll be saved, that is delivered, and go into the millennial. But they will not have immortal life. They will go into the millennial as a nation Israel, and all nations of the earth will be blessed in Israel according to Genesis 12. That's the nation Israel. It's birthed in one day, Isaiah 66. For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. That's nation of Israel. Then, in Genesis 15, we have the seed, that seed of Abraham, which is the church. But the greatest, the the primary focus of the seal is Christ and the work of the ministry. The foundational truth we see in Mark 12, 29, when the scribe asked Jesus, what is the first commandment of all? What is the dominant commandment? What is that commandment that's greater than all the rest? And Jesus quoted the Shema. In Mark 12, 29, he said, The first commandment, greatest commandment of all, is here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Now, we're going to take a look at Deuteronomy 6, and you'll see that it is the foundation the primary truth and essence of who the Lord is 
is required, essential for this sealing. Now, there's more to it, yes. We come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ into a perfect man. And we have eyes before and behind. That is the Word of God. And that Word of God, not only in the past, present, but also the future as well. Understanding the, th- the signs of the times. And uh, literally all truth, all truth, not, and all things. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, everything is held together by the word of his power. And the word is what created all. That's how God did it. The word is the Father. It is that spirit. It is the Holy Ghost. It is El Shaddai, the Almighty. It is the Lord Jehovah. It's the Tetragrammaton, the Old Hawaha. It is God, the Elohim, the Allah through the Tav, the A to the Z, the Alpha to the Omega. There is none other. But that is the primary focus of the seal in Revelation 7. If we miss that, we miss it all. Now, true, there are many promises that we have to keep in obedience unto righteousness and be found not only called, but chosen and faithful in that calling. And then we'll be, be, we will be sealed. And that guarantees us not just ownership, but guarantees that we will not be deceived going through that time of great tribulation. There, as we see that Jesus said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, is the first commandment, the dominant commandment. And we've left that. We have hewed out cisterns that can hold no water. These are trees twice plucked up by the roots, clouds and where there is no rain, wandering stars. That is a seducing spirit. It's taken the whole world, Mr. Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the world. Well, it's deceived all nations, and the Trinity doctrine has done that. Now, somebody said, well, how dare you? Well, just take a look at it and seek the Lord for yourself. And God is revealing the truth now in many, not by just the hundreds, but by the thousands are coming out for the last great day move of God and the latter reign, the last great reign of his strength. And the primary sealing is who is Christ. When Jesus asked, what think you of Christ? Whose son is he? Matthew twenty-two forty-two. Never as he said, well, he's the son of David. Well, that's true. According to the flesh, he's the seed of David according to the flesh. And that is the truth, but it's not all truth. And Jesus went on and quoted Psalm 110, verse 1 through 4. And he said, The Lord said unto my Lord, the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, the Tetragrammaton, Yahweh, Yehovah, said unto my Lord, Adon, the man who is God, the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, is the invisible spirit of God that's omnipotent, almighty, omniscient, all-knowing, and omnipresent everywhere. 
but he's invisible. It's concealed. He is from everlasting to everlasting God. You going to heaven, I'm there. You going to hell, I'm there. David, where is the house that you will build me? Well, obviously, no man has seen God at any time and lived. Well, he's invisible. He's everywhere, all-powerful, all-knowing. And he is every present help in the time of trouble to those that know him. And he is their God to those that accept the revelation of Jesus. But it's also the sealing. It's the primary truth in sealing. Because Christ, when Jesus asked us the question, what think you of Christ? Whose son is he? Little S-O-N. He was delving into that foundational truth of Christ, which is the seal in all things. Well, they said the son of David. He is the son of David. Yes, he is, according to the flesh. Jesus didn't say, no, you're wrong. That's true. But then he goes to the other attributes of Christ. There's a mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ in Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9. To the full understanding of the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. In him are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Hid, yes, Jesus spoke in Proverbs. He used metaphors. He used similes. He used these to teach the deep things in the revelation of himself, the Christ, the Son of God, the Son of Man, God manifest in the flesh. Not a second person of the Godhead, but God himself, all the fullness of it. And he said there, let no man deceive you by any means. Paul stated that to the church at Colossia, the second chapter. Not after the rudiments of men, tradition of men, rudiments of the world, and philosophy, as you have been established in Christ and have received Christ. There is the revelation. That is the primary essence of the seal of Revelation 7 in the apocalyptic sealing of Revelation 7. And what is that truth? Well, Mark 12, 29, the scribe asked Jesus, what's the first dominant commandment of all? And he said, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. He's quoted the Shema. Just as Jesus stated there about Christ in Matthew twenty-two forty-two, when he said, what thank you, Christ, whose son is he? They said, the son of David. So Jesus then quotes Psalm 110, verse 1, and said, the Lord, capital L-O-R-D, Son of my Lord, capital L, small case, O-R-D. Sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. If David in spirit, that is by the Holy Ghost, calleth him Lord, how is he then his son? If he is God manifest in the flesh, how is he then his son? So the Pharisees had it right that he is the son of David according to the flesh. But they did not realize the truth that he is God in all power, in all fullness, in all attributes from A to Z, the Allah through the top, 
the Alpha to the Omega, the beginning, the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty. They didn't get it. And he goes on and says, no man was able to answer Jesus. Neither durst any man ask Jesus any more questions. And that is the revelation of Christ. That is the primary sealing in essence and the truth of the whole gospel. It's written, Christ our Lord. It's a gospel of Christ. It's a gospel of God. It's a gospel of Jesus Christ. And he said, the second's likened to it. Love your neighbors yourself. From all these two commandments contain all the law and the prophets. There's your primary the essence of the sealing of Revelation 7. Now, of course, Christ is all and in all, and all promises reflect him and all of his attributes. And we have to take heed lest a promise slip any of us. We should seem to come short of entering to his rest, for there remaineth the rest to the people of God. If Jesus had given them rest, he would not have spoken of another day. But he did. So the time is coming, and now is. And those that hear the voice of the Son of God shall live. Here's the time coming. And he said, I have many things to tell you, disciples. He said it to the cross. They walked with him for three and a half years. He said, but you're not able to bear them now. Those things are the things of truth, the things of Christ, the things in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. There are many things to tell you, disciples, but you're not able to bear them now. When the comfort of the Holy Ghost has come, he'll speak of me. For all that the Father's given is given unto me. In other words, the man is glorified with the Father's own self going back to his former glory. Because he laid it aside to become a man, and he took it back in fullness. Therefore, he said that the Holy Ghost would speak of him, Jesus, and show you things which will come to pass. Those things are the revelation of Jesus Christ that you see in Revelation 1, verse 1. In the revelation of Jesus Christ that God showed unto him to what? To show that God gave unto him to show unto his servants, the servants of God, things which must shortly come to pass. The things are the things of faith. And then he tells us in the second and third chapter what we must do to overcome through the voice of the Lord. And the Lord speaks to each of the seven churches. Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. And the Lord is speaking to each church. And anyone that has an ear to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. It's now revealed. Nothing sealed. It's open to all. The time is now. The time is at hand. Well, that faith that was once delivered to the saints is now open to all believers. And God is sealing his people now to those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Well, that is a radical statement, profound statement. It's a true statement. And we don't plow a day to sow. There's going to be a harvest. And this is wonderful in counsel and excellent in working. And Isaiah 28, it says so. That's a work of God. It is a strange work. Bringing to pass his act is strange act. 
This is what God is doing now. Now let's talk about the seal. What is the seal? Well, it's after you have received the word of God, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise until you receive the promised possession. You're sealed. When? After you receive the word of God. And there is progression. The truth is progressing from faith to faith, from glory to glory. We start out as newborn babes desiring the sincere milk of the word that we may grow thereby. But we don't stay there. Then we go to little children. Then we've known the father. Then we go to young men, overcomers. The word of God is strong in the young men. Then we go to fathers. The fathers are the ones sealed in Revelation 7. The fathers, that's a small f, are the ones that's known him, have known him from the beginning, the word of God. And that word is the A to the Z. It's the Allah to the top. It's the Alpha to the Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty. It's Christ. So there we have to believe the true, the true element, essence of who he is, to know him. And he said, I'll no more speak in Proverbs. I'm going to show you plainly of the Father. Now, Matthew 22, 42, they had the flesh right. Jesus seated David according to the flesh, but they did not understand that he is God, the Father revealed in a body of flesh and blood. That's what Jesus was saying. In Matthew 22, 42. If David in spirit calls him Lord, not son of God, not, not some lesser thing, called him Lord. How is he then his son? How can he be a son if he's God Almighty? And that's where the revelation of Christ comes in. And that's the greatest commandment of all, the dominant commandment. It's your sign. It's your seal. Let's take a look at it. In, and I'm going to read right out of the Word of God in Deuteronomy 6. These are the commandments, the statutes, judgments, which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that you might do them in the land whether you go to possess it. Now, all of these commandments, statutes, judgments, all of these are listed in Psalm 119 from the Allah through the Tav. And that is the Hebrew ABCDR. It is a Hebrew Aleph Bet. And each of the letters from Allah to the Tav will have eight verses under each one. Eight's the number of new beginning, which is Christ. He is the Allah to the Tav. He is the Alpha to the Omega. In English, he's the A to the Z. He's all, all the attributes of God manifest in a body of flesh and blood in the days of his flesh. Then, after death, burial, and resurrection, fulfilling the law, taking the ordinances of the law, nailing it to his cross, thereby breaking down the middle wall of partition that parted God from man, thereby making peace and one new man. The new man is Christ Jesus. That same Jesus whom you crucified, God hath made him both Lord and Christ, the Holy Ghost. Acts 2.36, all power in heaven and earth is given to him, Matthew 28.18. He is that blessed and only potentate, omnipotent, First Timothy 6.15, 16. 
He is the only true God, Revelation 1.8, the Almighty, the Alpha and Omega, the Alpha, the Tau. He is the A to the Z of every attribute of God. And that is the primary essence of the seal of the servants of God in their forehead. Now, how does this relate to the Shema, the greatest commandment of all? And Jesus quotes Deuteronomy 6, 4, the Shema. Well, we're seeing that Psalm 119 has the commandments, statutes, judgments, all of that listed in the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet, the Hebrew ABC theory. Now we go to verse 2. This is Deuteronomy 6, 2. That thou mightest fear the Lord thy God. Well, we know what that is. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. To keep all his statutes and his commandments. Well, those that love God keep his commandments. That is a remnant of her seed of that woman that brings forth a man child, caught up to God and to his throne, not a rapture, but literally being revealed all things. I'll show you things that will come to pass hereafter. That's the faith that was once delivered to the saints. That is the word of God in fullness and all truth and all things. Now to keep his statutes and his commandments, which I command you, thou and your son and your son's sons all the days of your life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it. Now Jesus said this is the first dominant commandment. But how is it a sign? How is it a seal? For the seal is a sign, and it's a signet. It's a sign of the loftov, which is Zerubbabel. His, his hands have laid the foundation of the temple, and his hands will finish it. We're talking about the body of Christ, that God hath prepared himself a body. And he said, Hear therefore, Israel, and observe to do, that it may be well with you, that you may increase mightily as you in the land that floweth of milk and honey, the promised land. Now, here we go. What is it? Deuteronomy 6, 4, the Shema. Jesus said, is the first commandment. And this is where we've missed it all. So God will do a work in judgment to move us back into the truth, not to destroy all mankind, but to lift up his name as glory in the truth, the truth in faith, in righteousness not by the works of the law, which is our own righteousness, but the righteousness of God by faith. And here he states, Deuteronomy 6, 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Notice that that is the Tetragrammaton, the capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. The Lord, the Tetragrammaton, the, that Yahweh, our God, Elohim, is one Lord. Somebody said, well, that, that one Lord there is Ekad, which is a plurality of one. No, one is one. If I say one nation, it's still only one nation. It's not a plural. That is a complete lie. This is where it's a cunningly devised fable to say one is not one. One is something other than one. One is three. But that's just not so in the Word of God. There's no such thing as one is three. There's only one. 
Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. That God is Elohim. That Lord is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. And there's only one. One body, one spirit, one Lord. One faith, one baptism, one God who's above all, Father of us all and in us all. Well, we, uh, we have followed cunningly devised fables, and because we have, and with a right heart, maybe, that through the tradition of the elders that made the word of God in effect, that God is now doing a work to straighten us out to those that have an ear to hear that really desire the truth. And Jesus is going to show that he is that almighty God through judgments. For when judgments are in the earth, men will learn righteousness, that righteousness that he is God alone. The son of God is the father revealed. And there's not another. There's no second person of the Godhead. He is the express image of his singular person. Hebrews 1, verse 1 through 3. He is the express image. You want to see God? Look at Jesus. He said, you believe in God, believe also in me. And my father's father's house, I mean, he mentioned, I'm where I saw you. I, I go to prepare a place for you where I am. There you may be also where I, I go. You know, on the way, you know, Thomas said to him, Lord, we know not where they're going. How can we know the way? Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and life. No man cometh to the father, but by me, but from henceforth, you both know him and have seen him. Now, Philip sitting there said, okay, I don't get this. I don't understand this. He said, Lord, show us the Father. I'm talking John 14. Show us the Father, and that suffices us. That'll be sufficient. Show us the Father. Jesus said, have I been so long time with you and hast not not known me, Philip? Well, Philip said, didn't say uh, uh, the Son of God. Uh, I asked where the Father was. He, Jesus said, that's me. Hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. Believe me that I'm in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the work's sake. He said, I do nothing of myself. It's the Father that houses permanently in me, dwelleth in me, tabernacling in me forever, doing the works. He's one healing, sick, cleansed the leper, raising the dead, casting out devils, opening blind eyes, loose the dumb, the lame, dumb, the lame walk the captive, going free. Blessed is he, whosoever is not offended in me. Jesus said, I can know my own self, do nothing. If I with the finger of God cast out devils, know ye the kingdom of God's come nigh unto you. The words that I speak are not mine. Well, then, Jesus, whose words are they? But the fathers that dwelleth in me. Oh. So he is the word uh, literally made flesh. And that is one with the Father, not in unity. But Jesus said in John 10, 30, I and my Father are one. That's a Greek word, heis, H-E-I-S, which means one and a self, same spirit. We're not a different spirit. We're one. There, the Spirit of God, the Father, is invisible. The word's invisible. The Holy Ghost is invisible. But when it's made visible, taking on a body of flesh, God manifests in the flesh. That's a mystery of godliness in 1 Timothy 3.16. Now you've seen God. And no man cometh the Father but by me, Jesus said. Now henceforth you both know him. From henceforth you both know him and have seen him. So therefore, there's your major 
profound sealing sign there in the essence of who Jesus is, the Christ. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Deuteronomy 6, 4. Now let's go on and see what the Lord says about this. And thou shalt teach them. Now watch this. It said, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. What is that one God? Not a trinity. Not a binary. Not a Lord said unto my Lord. That's what they missed it in Matthew twenty-two forty-two, And Jesus straightened them out. They didn't understand. Now being in the spirit, David calleth him Lord. Has he then his son? Stating that he is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. Manifest in that seed of David according to the flesh. Now you have the revelation of Christ. So he said in verse 5, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And he said, And these words, which I command thee this day, shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou sit liest down, and when thou risest up, and verse 8, what shall they be? And thou shalt bind them for a sign. There's your seal. It's the signet, the sign, Allah Tav. S-I-G-N, sign, E-T, Allah Tav. The Allah Tav is the sign, which is a seal. Upon, put that as a bind them for a sign, upon your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. It's in your forehead. That's your ceiling in your forehead. It's Christ and uh, all his attributes revealed in and through you, the body of Christ, to those that grow up in him, in all things, that you're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. That takes not just going to church and saying you're saved as a newborn babe, Desires and sincere miracle of the word that may grow thereby. You can't stay a baby. Mm. Hebrews 5 says they're unskillful in the word of righteousness. Paul said the babies are unskillful in the word of righteousness. They don't know it. They've got to grow up. And he said, when you ought to be teachers, you have need again to be taught of the first principles of the oracles of God. You should know this, Paul said. You have need of milk and not of strong meat. You've missed it. Said so now it's hard to be uttered, seeing you're dull of hearing about this order of the priesthood, which you're called for after the order of Melchizedek. Hebrews 5, that's what we're all called for. But he couldn't elaborate on it because he said, Paul told the church, you are dull of hearing. Therefore, I cannot utter these words. They're hard to be uttered, seeing you're dull of hearing. You need to be weaned from the milk and of full age. And those that are full age have their senses exercised thereby, eating the meat of the word, not milk, have their senses exercised thereby, that they can discern both good from evil, all their senses, through experience, tribulation work of patience, patience work of experience, experience work of hope. 
I hope makes not ashamed of the love of God shed abroad in the heart by the Holy Ghost. Well, these are the signs, not only in your hand, but between the frontlets of your eyes in your forehead. And he says, and thou shalt write them upon the post of thine house. You're the temple of God. And on thy gates. Well, there's the eyes. There's the ears, the mouth, the gates to the soul. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land where he swore unto thy fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them great and goodly cities, which thou buildest not, houses full of all good things, which thou fillest not, and wells dig, which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees, which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full, then beware, lest thou forget the Lord. Now come and let us return to the Lord. Somebody said, well, I've been taught a trinity all my life. Well, I was too. Until the Lord dealt with me as I sought him, sat down and read the word of God for three years. My wife went to work and paid the bills. And all I did was sit there with a Bible eight to 10 hours a day with a strong concordance and read the word of God for three years. <laughs> and they said, you went fanatical. Yes, I did. But how are you going to preach if you don't know the word? And after reading the word of God, I said, this doesn't match. And then through the different experiences of men of God and great warriors of the cross that I thank God that we have the revelation of Jesus Christ still today in the world. Now, we're outnumbered, of course. Paul said, we are not as many that obey the truth. So it is today. But there will be a great harvest of souls in the true God Almighty the true Christ, the true Jesus. And it says there, come and let us return to the Lord, Hosea 6. Why? What's God doing? For he hath torn. God's tearing the body of Christ, and it will be torn greater, not to destroy us. And he said, I have torn you, but I will heal you. I have smitten you but I will bind you up. Why? So he can reveal his true identity, his true essence, who he is. He's one. That's the greatest commandment of all. Everything else hangs off of that. Mark 12, 29, Jesus stated it. All the law and all the prophets hang off of that. The hero of Israel, the Lord of God is one Lord and love your neighbors yourself. That takes God's love, that same love that I have given to you, and I get that I loved you, I have given to you, that you love one another. Bear you one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. He said, come and let's return to the Lord. We have to return to that one God. But we're going to Trinity churches. And they said, well, that this is what happened in 325 A.D. We have the Nicene Creed. It was stated there was a trinity. It had an ecumenical council, and it was supposed to be the truth of, under Constantine. Well, it's just men kind of stabbing at the truth. We're way on down the road, friend. The path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more into the perfect day. 
We have greater light shining than what it was in 325 A.D. <laughs> and they came up with the Trinity doctrine. Paul said immediately after my departure, grievous wolves shall come in not sparing the flock. That's what happened. It went into apostasia. But God's now returning the faith of those that are seeking him diligently. The one God, the one Lord, the one faith, the one baptism, the one God who's above all, father of us all and in us all. That's Jesus. So now, as he stated after the second day, Hosea 6, after the second day, I'll revive you. But it's in the third day. We're in the third day now. In that third day, I will raise you up. You will live in my sight. What does that mean, live in his sight? Well, if you follow him to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning. We've been endured for a night. The joy cometh in the morning. And he will come to us, the parousia. Not the second advent. He'll come to us as the rain, the former and the latter. The former, that was Acts, the second chapter. That's the reason Jesus said in Matthew 16, talking to his disciples, some of you shall not taste of death until you see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. When did they come in his when did the Lord come in his kingdom? Acts the second chapter. Kingdom of God, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And of course, some of them were dead. Judas Iscariot certainly was dead. Hanged himself, his bowels gushed out. But most of the disciples were alive, just as Jesus said in Matthew 16, the last verse. Well, that's exactly what he's doing now. He's restoring us to the faith that was once delivered to the saints. The, the whole profound truth and the foundational truth of the first commandment done, the commandment of all, is that he's one. He's not a trinity. He's not two. He's not a oneness. The man is God. The oneness states, well, the man's not God, but he's sitting at the right hand of God, but God is that spirit that's in him. No. The man is God. And Acts, Acts 2.36, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that same Jesus, the man you crucified, God hath made him, that man, both Lord, draw the God Almighty, and Christ, the Holy Ghost, the Lord. Christ is the Lord. But we have to receive that to be sealed. And we see in 2 Corinthians 3, he said, God has shown forth his glory, all of his glory, in the face of Jesus Christ. Grace and truth came by him. All truth, all grace came by Jesus Christ. God has shown forth his glory, God's glory, in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power might be of God, not of ourselves. The Lord, that's Jesus, is that spirit. That man is that spirit now. That man has been made a quickening spirit. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. First man, Adam, was made a living soul. That second Adam, that last Adam, Jesus, was made a quickening, a life-giving spirit. The Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. Now, we see through a glass darkly now, realize that. But, this showing us more truth 
because the light is shining more and more into the perfect day. And we're entering into that truth, into all truth, led by the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, through the Word of God. And that's knowing Him that's from the beginning. Therefore, He said, we follow on to know the Lord, and His going forth is prepared as the morning. He'll come to us as a rain. There's a former rain, Acts, the second chapter. He certainly came. Christ in us, the hope of glory. 2,000 years ago, after the second day, in the third day, which we're in the third day now, I will raise you up and you will live in my sight. Now, that means that we, just like we just said in 2 Thessalonians, uh, 2 Corinthians, third chapter, the Lord is that spirit, with spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We all with open face. Now, that's us. Beholding is in a glass the glory of the Lord, that same glory. John 17, Jesus said, that same glory, Father, you've given me, that same glory I've given to them. That they may be made perfect in one. Perfection. Not in the sweet by and by. There, Jesus said, uh, there we would come unto perfection. It was a commandment. He stated that in Matthew 5. Be you therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. If it was not possible, we he would not have commanded it. So he gave us some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. That's the final sealing. For the work of the ministry, those are the ones that's going to claim and proclaim this everlasting gospel to all the world for witnessing to all, all, all the nations. And then the end will come. And he that endureth to the end, the same will be saved. Not seven years before in a pre-tribulation rapture. He that endureth to the end, the end of these things, the end of the age, the same shall be saved. Well, the Lord right now in his judgments, when judgments are in the earth, men will learn righteousness. Righteousness is that he is God. He proceeded from the Father. He is the Father. Came into the world, manifest, Emmanuel, God with us died, buried, rose again, went back to his former glory, and then gave us his spirit. The spirit of the Son is why we cry, Abba, Father. Galatians 4, 6. God has sent forth the spirit of his Son. He's the one that made it possible for us to have the Father. The Father in us, the Holy Ghost in us. Through the, the office of the Son of God, which is the Father revealed not another spirit. And that is what is so essence and essential for the sealing in Revelation 7. Until we get off of this false doctrine of Trinity, those will not be sealed. Neither will a two-ness, a binary, be sealed. Neither will a oneness be sealed. Only the Jesus-only doctrine of Christ that know that here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, only those that have the true revelation will be sealed. And God is showing that by his judgments now, not to destroy us, but to get us back on track and return to the Lord, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the true God, the true eternal life. But who will have an ear to hear for the time to come? God's doing it now. And it's going to increase in judgments. 
for all God's ways are judgment. Not to destroy mankind, God's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. But we have to come to the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that he is one, the greatest commandment of all. The Lord our God is one, not a trinity, not a binary, not a two-ness, not a oneness. Where they say, well, he's on the right hand of God, but he's not God, but God's in him. No, the man's God. You missed the mark there. You're getting close, but you're not there. So God is, through his judgments, giving us a true God, the true eternal life, that we can turn and return to him, the true God and eternal life. The Alpha and the Omega, the Aloft of the Tav, Revelation 1-8, that the ending, the beginning, the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty, who is Jesus, <laughs> Jesus only. Why don't we say Jesus only? Well, that's simply because he's the only God. He's one. You believe in one God, you do well. The devils believe in one God, and they tremble. They know who Jesus is. They told Jesus, we know thee who thou art, the Holy One of Israel. You ain't the Holy Trinity. You're the Holy One. You're the God Almighty. You're manifest. Are you going to torture us and send to be tormented before the time? Grant that we be thrown in and go into these pigs. Jesus said, go. <laughs> what? With authority, he spake to them. What authority? He, with the finger of God, cast out devils. He healed the sick. The Father that dwelled in him did the works, showing the Father. Who is he? God manifest in the flesh. First Timothy 3.16. He is God. God manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached to the Gentiles, received up, in, believed on the world, received up into glory. <laughs> There's not another. And that is why the sealing is predicated upon the greatest first dominant commandment of all. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And that's what we're returning to God. That's his judgments. And that's what he will reveal. And especially in the latter reign of the Holy Ghost, they will lift up the true God in eternal life. Jesus Christ, there's not another. That is a sign. The Deuteronomy 6, 4 is the first and greatest commandment of all. Mark 12, 29, Jesus stated it. And the scribe says, truly, the love of the Lord thy God who is one with all your heart, soul, and might, and love your neighbors yourself is all obedience to God. He's, and Jesus said, you're not far from the kingdom of God. You've got that revelation and love your neighbors yourself. You've got God's love. You're headed in the right direction. But I'm afraid we've hewed out sisters. We've hewed out sisters, cisterns that can hold no water. These are rains with clouds with no rain. They're trees quite plucked up by the roots. That's a false God. It's a trinity. But we find in Revelation, he's going to show who the trinity is. Revelation 16, 13. They're three unclean spirits like frogs. There are three spirits, but they're not God. But there's the spirits of devils working miracles. They're working miracles. Somebody said they work miracles. God said they would. With the God sending strong delusions, Second Thessalonians, second chapter, that God himself sending strong delusion because they received not the love of the truth. What's the truth? 
Jesus Christ is the only Lord God, and there's not another. He's not a second person of the Godhead. Never has been, never was, never will be. He is the true God in eternal life. The strong delusion, God allowed it. Why? That they all might be damned who receive not the love of the truth. Stout words, friend. We're talking about eternity here. We're talking about your soul, my soul, all of us. Therefore, I came out of it, and I embraced this God, and have been preaching that from 45 years now. Why? Because we love the truth. Charity, you rejoice in the truth. And charity is, the, is that love for God and keeping his commandments, which are not grievous, and which is the final growth in sealing of the saints in their forehead. That's the reason charity will cover a multitude of sins. That's the reason charity is the bond of perfectness. It's the love for God and the truth, not of keeping the law, which is our own righteousness, but this is the righteousness of God by faith, and that faith is Jesus only. He, the only Christ, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And not all the house of Israel know assuredly that same Jesus whom you crucified, God hath made him both Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ, the Holy Ghost, the quickening spirit, Christ in you, the hope of glory. He is the Father. It says there in Ephesians 4, one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, who's above all, Father of us all and in us all. The Spirit of the Son is the Father. They're one and the same. There's not a split. There's not two. There's not a bearableness. He is the only true God in eternal life. And behind, beside him, I know not any, God said. I am the Lord God, your Savior, the Lord, your Redeemer. Before me, there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. See now that I am the Lord, your God. Isaiah 43, 10 through 17. Philippians 2, 6. You'll see John 8, 24. Except you believe that Jesus, except you believe that I am he, the Father, Jesus said, you will die in your sin. Now, we have to know that truth. The sealing is predicated. The essence of the sealing is not some kind of a sign of a Sabbath. It's Christ. It's a word. And that's the reason the fathers, the final growth state in the body of Christ. First John, the second chapter, verse 12 through 14, I write unto you fathers, you're full grown, not babies, not little children, not young men, but fathers. You've grown all the way. You're weaned from the milk. You're a full age. You have known him that's from the beginning. I write unto you your fathers, present tense, because you've known him that's from the beginning. I have written unto you fathers, past tense, because you've known him from, that is from the beginning. That's the word of God. In the beginning was the word, word was God, the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. That's the word. That's the spirit. Doesn't have any flesh there until the word was made flesh. Then we saw him. No man has seen God any time, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father. He hath declared him. Why? Because you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. There's a true God in eternal life. And God's judgments are moving us that we will return 
Come and let us return to the Lord our God, the true God and eternal life, the true revelation of Jesus Christ, the Almighty. Friend, if you feel the Holy Ghost that this is the truth, then we would love for you to contact us. We would like to, for the body of Christ to know, and we'd like to know you that labor among us, that we can all be compacted together in love of whichever joint supplies for the edifying of self and love through the supply of the Spirit. The bone must come to the bone to make a joint, and it's which every, when we join together, and whichever joint supplies for the edifying of itself and love. God's putting that body together now, bone to bone. It's going to stand up a great army. It will preach this everlasting gospel all the world for a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. The Lord Jesus Christ will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel, the trump of God. The dead in Christ will rise first, and we which are alive and remain to be called up together meet the Lord in the air. That's true, and it is. But we've got to know, and we must be sealed by the true God who is one. If this has moved you, you, you agree, get in contact with us. Write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Or if you have any questions, please be sure and let us know. We will do our best to answer them. And you can reach us on our websites, sealinggodspeople.org, sealinggodspeople.com, or dennisbeard.org. We want to thank you for your prayerful support and your generous offerings. For it's only through your generous donations we're able to keep these podcasts on the air. We're having many that are receiving the Word of God all over the world. We're very excited about that. And we want you to know that when any tax-deductible offering that you give, we always pray that God multiply the seed sown back 30, 60, and 100-fold blessing to you. Well, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.